Welcome to the No Off-Season for Dads podcast. Hello, all you incredible fathers out there. How are you? I am Dijon with No Off-Season for Dads, and I am excited to talk to you briefly uh, today about choices choices that we make, choices that we have to make, uh, choices that we are forced to make, and just talk about what does that mean for us as fathers as we see how our choices influence our family. Let's take a listen. So dads, check this out. Now, have you ever made a decision that you were just extremely excited about? Uh, You planned it, you thought about it, you thought about it, you thought about it, and then you executed and it turned out the way that you wanted it to. (laughs) Or flip side this one. Have you ever made a decision? You made a choice to do something and you thought about it, you thought about it, you thought about it, you planned it, and it did not come out the way that you wanted it to. We've been on both sides of that aisle and uh, sometimes they are comfortable, sometimes they are great, sometimes the outcomes are what we exactly want to happen and then some of those outcomes we wish they never happened. We know that every choice that we make uh, with everything that we do, it has some type of consequence. Uh, I remember reading a quote, it said, you are free to make whatever choice you want. But you are not free from the consequences of the choice. And that's such a powerful statement as you think about us as fathers. Let's not even go to fathers. Let's just go to us being men. Uh, The choices that we've made and you think about uh, how you were brought up and even now how those uh, how the people that you hung out with, how the decisions that you made early on have influenced who you are today. When you think about, uh, (laughs) let's just think about high school. For me, high school was an absolute blast. It was so much fun. It was so much fun, so much fun. I had so many memories from it and still have some of those same friends from high school. Uh, But I made some dumb choices (laughs) while I was in high school. You know, my brain wasn't fully developed, just like yours wasn't fully developed in high school either. (laughs) But then, you know, I think about high school and I think about even going off to college. And I think about all of the great things that happened for me at Howard University. Uh, The choice to go there. My my parents were huge HBCU advocates. And in fact, uh, they told me, uh, Dijon, if you want to go to college, you want us to pay for it. It has to be an HBCU. It has to be an HBCU. And so my decision with that was, okay, if you're going to pay for it and it has to be an HBCU, it has to be at least 300 miles away. It has to have a great architecture program. It has to have a great soccer program. And it has to have a life. 
And for me at the time, I visited a couple of different schools. I investigated a couple of different schools. You know, of course, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And so Morehouse is right down the street. Incredible, incredible college, incredible institution. It wasn't 300 miles away. It didn't have soccer. And I can't remember if it had architecture or not. So that was a scratch. I also visited Florida A&M University. Florida A&M had an incredible architecture program. It was a it was a minimum of 300 miles away. I know it was more than that. I can't even remember how many it was. It had a life. But it didn't have soccer. Scratch. I looked at Tuskegee University. Incredible and incre- I mean the legacy at that school is at that institution is unbelievable. But it didn't have soccer. It didn't have architecture. It did not have a life, at least the life that I wanted. So that scratched. And then I also looked at Hampton University. All incredible schools. 300 miles away? Yes. Did it have architecture? Yes. Did it have a life? Yes. Did it have soccer? No. Scratch. And then finally, there was Howard University. The Mecca. 600 some miles away. Incredible architecture program. Incredible. It's in D.C. I knew it had a life. And guess what? Howard University, they they were NCAA champions in soccer several times. I knew they had a great soccer program. Guess where I ended up going? You got it. Howard University. It shaped me so much. It shaped a lot of who I am now. Not every part of me, but a lot of who I am. I saw the types of friendships that I have. And I have some incredible friendships from Howard, still keeping in contact with them even today. And I think of all of those things that led up to going to going to Howard and then being at Howard University and then how all of those things influenced my future. I had to make a choice to go there, though. And man, it was a uh, it was a good choice. I made some crazy, stupid mistakes, though. My brain wasn't fully developed like a lot of yours were not in college. <laughs> I'm gonna keep coming back to that. But the choice to go there was just incredible. It was great. But I think about the choice. What consequence came out of me going to Howard? Uh, I I grew in love with architecture. I became an architect. Uh, I had incredible friendships. Still have those uh, a lot of those friendships today. But there were also uh, 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 even larger uh, choices that I made that influenced me. Now I found my faith there. Uh, I'm still in that faith and that that faith has brought me to other decisions and other choices that I had to make that has completely revolutionized my life in the same way. 
before some of those things happened, I made stupid choices. And some of those stupid choices, uh, uh, it put me on a setback um, emotionally, spiritually, some physically. And man, if I look back at it now, I wish I could take some of those back. Just being a little vulnerable here, I, I wish I had waited to have sex until I was married. Um, I remember my dad, uh, he would always tell me, and again, we're talking about choices. He would always tell me this. And, you know, you might not agree with this statement right now, um, and that's fine. Uh, but this was his statement. He would always tell me, Dijon, if you ever get a girl pregnant, that's who you're marrying. And, you know, he told me that from, I mean, when we were young, when he really started to talk to us about sex. And, and so I was like, you know, as we were young, we were like, he would hear, we would hear him say it. And we were like, okay, dad, that's great. That's cute. And we'd laugh. And he'd somewhat laugh with us. But then as we got older, he would continue to say the same thing. But his laughter turned into just smiles. And then those smiles just turned into a straight face. And then that straight face, you could feel the seriousness of his tone. Son, if you get a girl pregnant, that's who you're marrying. And I remember the first time that I had sex. It wasn't with my wife, um, my, my wife. And I remember being in the act. And his face came into my head and his voice shot into my mind. And I remember looking at the girl and I just like gasped and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. Um, I'm sorry. Why? My dad's voice was all in my head. And it was right then I was reminded that the decision that I was making at that present time, at least for me, and the standards that my family had already set into place for me, the decision was not the right one. Before we go on with the second half, let's have a word from one of our sponsors. The Renew and Revitalize Marriage and Family Institute is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that provides services to marriages, families, youth, and adults. Their mission is to educate, encourage, and empower couples and families to be functional, fruitful, and fulfilled in their relationships. They offer marriage counseling, conferences, premarital, and family counseling sessions, train-the-trainer workshops, and child and family empowerment programs. With over 40 years of experience between the founders, their goal is to reduce the divorce rate, reduce child abuse and neglect, and increase the number of healthy marriages and families. Go to renewandrevitalize.org for further information. Again, that is renewandrevitalize.org. 
www.thepeopleshow.org. back and we are talking about choices and choices that we make every day, choices that influence us and choices that influence those who we love, especially our family, our wives and our children. Um, And I was just talking to you about, you know, (laughs) this choice that I had made earlier on. I mean, years and years and years ago, um, nothing that I'm necessarily proud of, but it was a choice that I made that influenced who I am, whether positively or negatively. There was a consequence that came from it. Um, Nothing necessarily anything bad, but for me, there was a consequence. There was a consequence of knowing that, man, I I didn't live up to my own expectation of what I wanted to do. And so, you know, us as as dads, uh, we've got to be able to communicate the importance of making choices to our children. And so I wonder, you know, uh, I do have a, a library and it's not a huge library at all, but there are some nice, beautiful nuggets of books <laughs> that I have. And one of them, is, of course, is a classic. Um, and it's, uh, of course, it's called Bringing Up Boys by uh, Dr. Job. Uh, by Dr. James Dobson. And, you know, I've, I, I've read it once, but then I, I use it as a reference. Oftentimes I'll skip to a part that I need to remember or recall or see or, and stuff like that. And so I was reading this one part again, just thinking about how, how does my influence work on my own boys? Again, I, now I, I have, an adult child and one who is 17. Uh, so I've, I still have to be very strategic in how do I parent in this way? And one of the quotes that came out to me from uh, from this book, of course, uh, and I'm going I'm to read it to you so that you hear it. Uh, it says, your boys and girls need to see you doing what is right, even when it is inconvenient to do so. This raises a question about the other characteristics you are trying to model for your sons. Have you ever thought that through? Do you know exactly what you're trying to accomplish at home? If you're not sure who you are as a man or what you are trying to say with the message of your life, your boys and girls will have no consistent example to follow. That's deep. That's such an incredible statement, and it it warrants uh, a lot of thought. A lot of thought as far as how we are leading our families, uh, serving our families, and so 
which my dad always taught to me about, and also Dr. James Dobson has put into his book, um, he said basically that there are four roles that a man should have in his house. He should serve as the provider. He should serve as the leader of his clan or his family. He should serve as the protector. And he should serve as the one who gives the spiritual direction. My dad used to say that he needs to be the priest, the prophet, the protector, the provider. He would always tell me that, like without fail. He needs to be the pre or I need to be the priest, the prophet, the protector, the provider. In every sense of the word. And so as I'm sitting here reading um, Dobson's book, um, he needs to be that family protector. He needs to be that one, you know, and he needs to be the one that looks after his family, looks after the safety of the family. And I'm not even just talking about physically, but also mentally. How is your family doing? How are your children doing? No, like really, how are they doing? Have you talked to them? What are you talking about? Do you know what's on the inside of their hearts? Do you know what they feel and how they feel? Talk to them. And here's the thing. If you feel like your relationship with your child is not at a level that you can have those intimate conversation with, conversations with, but you know someone else who can, leverage them. Get the inside scoop. Get the tea. You know what I mean? Get it out so that you can know where your children are. I, look, my boys right now, um, they have an incredible village, an incredible village. So much to a point where I've been talking to some of my guys, some of my friends, and they will end up telling me, oh, yeah, I talked to uh, I talked to Kyle the other day. Oh, I talked to Keaton the other day. I gave him a call. I didn't even know. And what that 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 did something for me is it you could feel like, oh, well, how come these people are going behind my back and talking to my family? No, for me, it's they have taken a general interest in my boys. And whether I knew or not, that means their village is working. I will take that any day. So we've got to be that protector, the family provider. Now, here's the deal with this. Oftentimes, um, there's the mindset that because I'm, I have to be the provider, I have to be the one who makes the most money. I don't know about that. Times are different. Times have changed. Um, I think the concept of it is the same. Uh, but we have to be the one who provides. I honestly feel like, and again, uh, I know this is sticky when I let this out. I know for me, I feel uncomfortable if I'm not working. As a man, that's just me. That's just me. I feel uncomfortable if I am not able to provide for my family. That might mean something completely different for you. And that's that's between you and your household. For me, I am uncomfortable. So I have to make sure that I'm making every effort to provide for them.
All right, so we've got the provider and we've got the protector. They should also be the leader of their home. Now, again, look, and uh, <laughs> Dobson is mentioned in this as well. Um, we know that there have been many movements within our nation and within our world, and I completely agree with them. I, I do. I, I really do. However, I think the man should lead their house. You should lead your family. You should lead your family. That does not mean you don't get insight and input from your wife or, your, uh, or you know, look, it doesn't mean any of that. It means you need to lead your, lead your family. And that can look in different ways for different families. I, I know different families right now who are coming across my mind where that looks different or differently. Which word should that be? Different or differently? Anyway, that's how it looks. Lead your family. And then finally, he has to be that person or you have to be that man who gives the spiritual direction now. Let's let's listen. <laughs> listen. Giving the spiritual direction, being able to interpret what scriptures say, being able to uh, uh, correctly handle the truth and be able to give that to your family, be able to give that to your sons. Now, that looks completely different in my house now. Again, I've got an adult child and I've got a, a coming up on adult. <laughs> and so I approach it differently now. I, my conversations are different. Um, they, 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 they sound different. Um, I, oftentimes it'll be a, in a conversation or it might be through a devotional. You know what? It might be through a text. <laughs> we got to use all kinds of ways to make these things happen, but they have to happen. Dads, we've got to make sure that we can be the protector, the provider, the leader of our family, and the priest. Or as my dad used to say, be the priest, the prophet, the protector, the provider. However did you want to call it, we got to make sure that we do it. And here's the deal, doing all of those four roles or serving as those four roles is a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. It's a choice that we have to make often. It's a choice that we have to make to be, okay, how are we going to positively influence our families? Or are we going to negatively influence our families? Either way, it's going to be purposeful. You purposefully don't lead or you purposefully do lead. It's a choice. And your choice comes with consequences. We know consequences are not necessarily always bad. There are great consequences. If I work out every day for a month, I know that all my muscles are going to get real, real, real big. If I choose not to work out, my muscles will get flabby. And I'm not going to talk about what they are right now. You leave me alone. But it's a choice that we have to make. The choices that we make as fathers 
can either negatively or positively influence our families. It's a choice. Which way are you going to choose? I hope this helps. Dads, thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got some useful nuggets out of all of this. Make sure that you share us along with some of your friends and families, those fathers, those dads that are looking for uh, counsel and advice or just want to hear a good podcast. Um, Share us with them. Uh, Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at No Off Season for Dads. That's N-O-S, the number four, Dads. And if you feel so inclined, please make sure that you fund us and follow us, subscribe to us, and share us. Have a great one. Take care. We'll talk soon.